Hello, hello. I'm John Stairs. This is Topics Under the Stairs. I uh, got my pal, old Ryan, with me here. How are you doing? Um, we're, we're hanging out with uh, Zach D. today from Dividing Designs. Um, we're going to talk about some wood, some metal, some car stuff, what Zach's been up to, photography, uh, how COVID's affected his career. Um, probably some beer. We like, we like cool beer too. <laughs> so we're going to get into all, all the important topics here uh, on today's show. Uh, before we get into that, uh, just want to give a big shout out to Revival Motoring. We're on the Revival Motoring Network. Uh, please check out revivalmotoring.com. There's very few issues of uh, issue number six left. Uh, you jump on that now. It'll be your last chance to buy that. Uh, there's plenty of shirts, stickers, other goods on that website you can check out. Go on the YouTube, subscribe. Um, we have new shows and videos coming out weekly. Beyond that, um, November 22nd, we have uh, the toy drive that Ocean State Dubs and KD Designs puts on. Uh, that's going to be here at 101 Dexter Road, East Providence. That's going to be a drive-by toy drive. We have to properly social distance, but we still want to still want to take care of the kids. You know, drop and go. Yep, drop and go. Um. So the other thing I want to talk about, it's a really important thing, is I know we're not on video yet. You know, someday we might get there. But we do have uh, the Revival Motoring sign lit up today here in the studio. And what color is it, John? Well, that's a good question. You know, we want to we show young Ben that this can be an easy question. Ryan, why don't you tell us why it's, why it's the color that it is today? Well, today it is blue. And I'm glad you asked, John, because I did a little research into Zach and I looked at some of his dividing designs designs. And so that he used a lot of blue in the design. So I decided today blue would be the color in honor of him. I think that's a great selection. Thank you. Um, it does match the amazing coasters that he brought us. They are pretty amazing. They're very rad. We also have an awesome topics under the stairs cutting board uh, that I'm very stoked about. You know, getting personalized gifts on episode two is a pretty big deal. That is pretty big. And yeah. I feel like there's some charcuterie something or other going on. We yeah. There's definitely some charcuterie board yeah. happenings. <laughs> gonna, we're going to, we're definitely going to have, we should have wine and cheese on the next episode. Beer and cheese is great. I love beer and cheese. Yeah. All right. That's what we're doing. All right. All right. Moving on. Sorry, Zach. Next time. <laughs> um, yeah. Damn next it. time you're here, thanks, we'll have, thanks for bringing the cutting board. Yeah. We'll have some Anytime. wine and cheese yeah. next time. Uh, so let's roll right into it. We got our, our main topic. We're going to talk to Zach. Uh, the, the biggest reason I wanted to reach out to you is, um, this whole thing is about all different stuff we're into a little bit of car stuff. You know, I like like DIY things and projects and you kind of get your hands on a lot of shit. And I like that too much. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, I get it. I said the same thing on the last episode. I don't want to be great at anything. I like to be pretty good at a lot of things. It's, you know, it's more entertaining. Keeps life interesting. Way. Yep. Feel you there. So, um, you know, introduce yourself. Tell us like what you, what your, you know, normal day-to-day -day gig is and, and we'll go from there. All right. So Zach DePiro, I run a business called Dividing Designs. It's a primarily wood and metal fabrication, total custom from anything pretty much whatever you throw at me, I'm going to make it happen for the most part. Um, day to day. Let's see, wake up. 
think I'm going to make coffee. And then I ditch that idea every day and drive to Starbucks. Yep. Like a little basic white girl. <laughs> <laughs> that pumpkin season. I'm not into the pumpkin stuff. Thank you. So <laughs> you guys uh, are both wrong. Pumpkin's great, but moving on. <laughs> uh, come back home and try to prioritize what I got going on that day. Um, typically always a lot of things in, in the schedule, juggling multiple projects at a time can be quite a task. So you have some long-term stuff and then some like quick day job stuff, or is it everything kind of staggered? Yeah. There's always like one or two long-term projects, bigger stuff. And then it just seems like all the small stuff pops up from time to time, which eats up some time, but you know, you got to pay the bills. So yeah, exactly. The bread and butter stuff. That's it. So uh, sometimes it gets a little stressful managing everything we got going on, but, uh, yep. Try to do as best as I possibly can. Now, is it just you and there? just me. Yep. So I think, uh, we can all understand who people who run their own business, you know, oh, the, yeah. the back end stuff, you know, emailing back and forth and trying to get out and actually build stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Answering questions and giving price quotes and invoicing all, all that's so time consuming. It is. So, and that's not what you love doing. You didn't start a business not. because you're super passionate about writing invoices and quotes. I love accounting so much. Yeah. I learned very quickly that I am not into the, the invoicing. Yep. <laughs> Pretty bad at that stuff. Do you what have a lot the, of, uh, without the invoicing, then the shop goes bye-bye. Exactly. Yeah. Now with this kind of stuff, um, it's time consuming to create this kind of work that you're doing. Do you get a lot of tire kickers? Like, uh, you know, uh, I'd say 50% of inquiries, honestly, yeah. either get put on the back burner and a lot of times they'll come back around, but I think people get kind of shocked by the pricing on stuff. Yeah. You know, they're on Pinterest or Instagram and they see, you know, some custom made piece. And what do you mean this live edge, uh, farmhouse table isn't $200. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I think, the, the number one thing is just people don't see material costs, yeah. you know, and they just want say black walnut or, yep. you know, a resin table and the materials are just expensive. Yeah. So it's just like a shock right off the rip. Yep. Yeah. Especially when you get into the, the fancy lumber stuff, like I was telling you, um, off mic before, uh, a friend of mine gave me a piece of black walnut to, to make a bench. And, uh, you know, I had no idea. It's like, it looks like just a cool piece of wood to me. And when I brought it to the shop that planed it for me, uh, you know, like four or five guys were like, oh, that's black walnut. That's beautiful. I'm like, I had no idea it was a big deal. And then I just started Googling it. I'm like, man, stuff built out of this thing is big money. Yeah, it's uh, pretty costly, typically from like nine to $12 a board foot. Oof. So it's, uh, it's definitely up there. Yeah. And then the epoxy is expensive too, right? It's about $100 a gallon if you're not pouring a lot. Obviously, wow. with anything, the more you buy. Yep. The cheaper it gets. Yep. But, uh, but I mean, uh, like say like an average, say you're going to build the table this size, which is about eight feet long or so, you know, if it was a live edge and you were trying to square it off, I mean, you'd end up using probably more than a gallon, right? Oh, way more. So yeah. the hard stuff with, you know, the live edge stuff, typically people want the river. You put the live edge on the inside. Yep. Then to calculate that, you have to find the common area all the way down the piece. So like Ugh. every, depending on how crazy the curves are, you measure, you know, say six inches or yep. if it's really crazy, you'll measure every two inches, do all the math, divide it, figure out exactly mm. how much volume 
and then add out a little bit more for possible seepage underneath. Yep. Well, yeah, for something like this, even if you had a two inch gap all the way down, I'd say you use like six gallons. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. That's more than I pictured. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's almost like you see people that will like bookend the live edge stuff to make it wider, but you're almost doing the opposite. So you have the live edge on the inside. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what a lot, a lot of people do. You know, they'll put the the live edge on the inside Yep. and then they pour the river down the middle. Okay. Well, yeah, the, the math and just the amount of volume, you know, and obviously the thicker the piece. You had me at measure. Like I don't like (laughs) measuring shit, man. Math is hard. Like that's, I, I'm telling, like I, I, like I said, you were one of the first people I reached out to when we had the idea to do this in the first place. Cause what you do is incredible. Like I, Appreciate I like that. tinkering with stuff, but like, I don't have the patience, you know, like I like building shit out of pallets and stuff, but like, even when I'm painting, it's like wait two hours between coats. Fuck that. I'm going in, you know, <laughs> that must be, I mean, that's going to be hard. It is in, especially it's, working in a small shop. Yeah. Um, I do all the woodworking in the basement Yep. And then the metal stuff is in the garage, so I don't burn the place down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just it's all time management, honestly. You know, if you have something drying, I can't cut wood downstairs. Oh, yeah, because you you're going to get sawdust in it. Exactly. Now, if you have an eight foot table with epoxy poured down the middle of it, how long does it take that thick of epoxy to dry? So that I bombarded my lovely girlfriend's room. Oh, in. okay. So <laughs> okay. I just have to hear her, you know, <laughs> bickering for yep. 72 hours. <laughs> per so coat. roughly 72 hours per coat. Okay. Per, per coat. Okay. What's the smell on that? Like it doesn't smell. Oh, it doesn't. Nope. Wow. That's cool. I wouldn't expect that. I no, I would be terrible. Would be pretty. So the company I use is called Ecopoxy. Typically I've, uh, I've used a couple other, but for the big pores was Ecopoxy and it has absolutely no smell. Wow. That's great. So, it's awesome. And then the colors, that's just additives. It's, uh, like, they call it pigment. It's almost like dust. Really. Okay. So almost you like know. powder coat additive. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Something like similar to that. That's cool. So you can just sort of custom mix as you go. Pretty with much. Any colors, you know, any variations. I've in the past never measured. I just like adding as I go and I'm like, all right, this looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And I guess with that, having the variance in it kind of makes it look neat. It's not like you want to mix it perfectly. So it's evenly blue all the way across. Exactly. So depending on, that stuff takes about 24 hours to like, like start to cure. Yep. So after like eight hours, you know, you can go back and kind of like use like, I don't know, a sticker or whatever and kind of draw swirls through it and it'll kind of give some pretty cool patterns. But if you do that right off the rip, it's just going to like fade and do to Uh, what it wants because it's still so liquid. Yep. Yes. Uh, That's, I like envy that patience, man. Cause like I, 24 hours to, for something to dry. Like I am, I don't even remember building that thing, you know, 24 hours ago, you know, uh, that's, that's my, my biggest downfall. I have no patience for that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, what's fun is, uh, when you build the mold and yep. then you come to find out there's a pinhole in it uh, and there's no stopping the pinhole that it's not like you can put, nope. what about that? Uh, what about that fucking flex seal? That guy who puts the thing over the barrel, you know, the one. forget it. Yeah. Dude, I tried literally everything and thankfully it wasn't a huge pour. It Let was me, only like, did you try flex seal? I did not. Uh, you gotta try I, I gotta you, have that on you've deck. You've seen the commercial. Time. The guy cuts it with a chainsaw <laughs> and puts the sticker he over rows it. the boat. Not and five good. minutes later. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I was hot glue, caulk, anything I could f- try to find. It just was not happening. Yeah. And I was like, well, 
There goes about a hundred dollars. Uh, that's awful. So is it is it like a two or three part epoxy? Does it get it's hot? Two part. Two part. If you pour too much, like there's some guys I follow on Instagram that have, you know, they're pouring like 40, 50 gallons at mm-hmm. a time and they got fans and everything set up and yep. because it will get too hot. I'm nowhere near than that level. Yeah. I, I didn't know if the actual initial reaction, cause I, I did some work years ago on boats and we do use that two part foam and it got so hot right away. It was crazy. That's like the, at, at work, uh, Josh f- from revivals podcast and I, uh, we use these packing foam things and they get crazy hot. The two part ones, but, uh, yeah, it's that, like, that really? reaction is yeah, no it's joke. like, it's like a bomb bag. Like you pop one side of it and it's expandable foam in a bag and it, it will like, you know, if you have your hand on the steam exit port on the bag, like it'll burn you almost it's, it's, it gets hot. Damn. Yeah. It's weird shit. Yeah. You know, we call those the bomb bags. They're fun. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's cool. I was really curious about the epoxy stuff because, um, even when I was just doing that bench, somebody was like, Oh yeah, you should epoxy it. I'm like, nah, I don't want to ruin this nice piece of wood. I'm just going to poly it. <laughs> the, the prep building the mold is probably obviously the most not fun part about the whole thing. Is it almost like a, like a concrete mold? Like you just build a wooden mold or how so do you do it? I typically use like MDF and then they, you could put like, it's almost like masking tape uh, over the wood. So it'll yep. pop up off of it. Okay. Um, well, yeah, you got to make sure that mold is hundred percent sealed. So now what I've done in the, the most recent times is I'll tape the whole board and then on the sides where the walls are, I'll caulk that to uh, okay. the actual baseboard and then I'll screw up through the bottom. So it's, you know, pulling it tight and then I will retape the walls because I don't want to be leaking. Yep. I don't want to risk that at all anymore. <laughs> no, especially it's like you're seeing money drip right out of the thing. Yeah. Ugh. And then you got to start over on top of it if it's leaking too much. Cause then you get a low spot where it was leaking. Yeah. Ugh, that sounds awful. Not fun. Now you're, and you're building these molds for that one piece, right? Like yeah. that. Yeah. So Cost then it's like time. all the time you spent on that mold. And then it's just like basically trash unless you're building the exact same thing again. Yeah, pretty much. Ugh, that sounds super frustrating. <laughs> yeah. It's not something you, the prep is obviously in most things. Yeah. You don't want to be screwing up. Yeah. It's, you know, like body work. You gotta, you know, you gotta prep well before you paint. It's another thing I'm not into. Same. (laughs) More time consuming things you don't want to do. It's ironic that you're not into body work or painting and you have a car that's like five different colors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. We'll get into that. (laughs) We will get into that. Now, as far as the woodworking stuff, did you have family that was into it or is this something you just kind of started tinkering with on your own? Uh, So I got into building furniture solely because I had enough of Ikea's nonsense instructions and things breaking, you know, peeling up immediately. Oh, I hate that. So I just started tinkering around building just random smaller stuff. And then it kind of just went from there. People were like, Oh, maybe you should do this building some kind of cool stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. That's awesome. In 2018, I quit the restaurant job. And that was your full-time gig uh, yeah, before that? Yeah. 40 to like 60 hours a week. I was working at wow. the restaurant delivering food. Yep. Um, but yeah, so 2018 in like August and I quit there and then I actually didn't work for the next like month. I went on a road trip with, uh, Kevin 11. Oh yeah. I remember and, seeing uh, that. I shot a wedding out in Colorado. But, yep. uh, so it was pretty much like a month hiatus from my new. So 
yep. job and journey. But yeah, ever since then, pretty much been self-employed. That's awesome, man. No, that's a scary leap. I mean, yeah. Totally. And I can thank uh, John Ludwig actually for pretty much being a major encouraging voice to do it. You know, yep. he was always like, I was terrified to do it as well, but there's plenty of other people out there who do it. Why can't you? And you're yeah. never going to know if you don't try. And if you don't fully leave your day position to jump into it, you're, you're never going to succeed in it. it. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. Like when I left, I knew it was going to be 10 steps backwards as far as like what my pay would be because I didn't yep. have a clientele base really. Yep. You know, a couple of people here and there, but it's, you know, over time slowly starting to ramp up. That's awesome. No, that's a scary thing, but that's the thing, you know, it's takes a risk to, to succeed with things like that. So that's awesome that, that you're, you're able to, you know, make it happen. And then like we were saying, you got your hands in a lot of things. So you've always had, you know, your photography gigs to, to supplement it. Totally. Um, obviously this year that got all fucked up. Mm. Uh, big time. Yeah. So, so talk about that a little for people that don't know Zach. Um, you know, the reason that, that Zach and I know each other is we're both into, you know, Volkswagens and most of the people listening to this will probably know that, but you know, Zach's an, an incredible photographer and he does, you know, photography far beyond car stuff. Um, you know, event photography in particular. So, so yeah, um, got into shooting photography probably about 12 years ago or so, like kind of seriously I was doing a lot of landscape stuff then. Cause I live on the water in Connecticut down by New Haven and shooting a lot of beach stuff. And then it kind of spiraled into shooting portraits and doing some wedding photography. And then over the years I've, you know, just kind of pushed it more and more. So now I, I shoot probably be about 10 to 15 weddings a year. Yep. Try not to go too, too crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of post-processing to that, that is exactly. time consuming. I don't want to burn, you know, I love photography is, you know, a major passion of mine and I don't want to, it's kind of like the woodworking. I don't want to burn myself. So it's, yeah. I, I kind of like dividing the time between shooting and building stuff. That's cool. So, but yeah, the wedding, the wedding industry got totally wrecked this year. Oh yeah. And, uh, I feel real bad for the, uh, the full-time photographers next year. Cause there are, <laughs> I've already had one double book on the same day. Mm. So that's, that was a disaster. Yep. Ironing that one out. Yeah. So yeah, almost everything got pushed to 2021. Yep. So hopefully we're through this. Yeah. Disaster. I don't know. Then. You know, knock on wood. Hopefully <laughs> uh, things are moving in the right direction. I sure hope so. Yep. So yeah, that's, uh, I can't imagine, like you said, people that are doing full-time photography, that is brutal. Yeah. My, one of my best friends, he, uh, that's primarily is full-time income is wedding photography. Uh, and he now has rescheduled for next year from this year to next year. And then he's got yep. this year looking into next year. So, and then certain people haven't locked a date down. So he already has a contract with them, but yeah. they don't have a date locked down. So he's like kind of in limbo. He doesn't really know what to do. Yeah. Like you know, he's got it, a deposit from them, but he could potentially get double booked. Exactly. So uh, it's just like super squirrely. That is awful. Yeah. It all depends on the rules and the, restrictions and when people can get so many people together and yeah. Yeah. What that looks like coming into the new year. So with the COVID stuff initially, when like the things were as locked down as they were, 
Is your workshop at home it now? Is. It is. So did you find some uh, comfort in, you know, the newfound ability to not have the option to leave and, no, and work on stuff? <laughs> oh, okay. So I do my work from home. I have, you know, my car projects at home. Yep. So going out was like my escape from work yeah. and my Get hobby, away. you yep. know? So it's like when that happened and there was everything locked down, I was going stir crazy, uh, you know, you know, a lot of people had just got shoved into their house to work from home. I was already doing that. So I was used to it. Yeah. But the fact that so I was like the opposite effect for so you. Yeah, the fact that I couldn't go out, you know, to like a restaurant or, you know, to try this, the local brewery by me, yep. I was just kind of losing my mind. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about it that way. So it's funny. The, 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 um, the girl that we had on last week, uh, Allie and her boyfriend, Josh, they, uh, well, she just started her company. And when they were, you know, quarantined at home, she's big into plants and started her business, but it was like her day job slowed down so much from it that that's what kind of sparked her to start her business. That's yeah, incredible. Thrived you know? because yeah, she was it was, it was yeah. the actually opposite of your situation. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, that's cool though. Yeah. So no, it's, it's interesting to hear the other side of it. And, uh, uh, man, that's wild. And then, uh, so did you have like a, like your business is still relatively young, you know, a couple of years in at this point, just over two years. So when, you know, the economy started getting all weird and people were, you know, afraid of losing work, like did like the stuff that people are buying from you, a lot of it is probably luxury items. It's not like a, it's not necessary furniture. I mean, if somebody needs a table or needs coasters, they can go to target or something. Exactly. You know? so um, did it, it really affect your income and business? Uh, yeah. And no, in the same sense. So like people would be doing a lot of smaller projects. Yep. So that's kind of what kind of held me over through the first couple months of like lockdown. Yep. And then as things started to go back out and open up, you know, I, I started getting inquiries for larger projects again. That's good. So, yeah, which was nice. Now what's the percentage of like, uh, you know, private, you know, versus commercial stuff that you're doing? I'd say 80% private. Okay. And then, you know, there's a couple local places that I've done some work for the Tribus, the brewery, yep. uh, a bar local to us, bar 333. Those two are definitely the, I'd say the main support as far as businesses. And then obviously my buddy Dave at Bootsy Gear. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say the stuff huge, he built for him is rad. He's been a huge, huge support and, you know, pushing my name. Yep. So super thankful for him. Yeah. Those pieces that you, you built for his shop are unbelievable. Thank you. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that now. So your, uh, social media, the best place to find you is it's dividing dot, dot designs, Yep, dividing dot designs at Instagram. Um, there's a, a Porsche sign that, um, that he built for, for Bootsy gears shop. That is just unbelievable. It's such a cool piece. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's um, that's probably one of my favorite things. That's the same thing that Ryan said right away when we were talking about it. Yeah, I love the mix of metal and wood. It's just such a great contrast, and in the half and half, it looks awesome. Yeah, so. it was uh, it was definitely a learning curve on that one. So yeah, I bet the now in hindsight, the metal on the exterior is probably way thicker than it needed to be. So <laughs> being yeah, alone, for just a sign, yeah. being alone, bending that Ugh. was 
totally not fun. I had like 45 screws within oh, like man. a two foot period, just or a section <laughs> to bend it and hold it in place. So I could uh, weld it. Yep. But, uh, overall I was definitely very pleased with how it came out, especially being all pallet wood. So oh, that was all pallet wood too. all pallet wood. That's cool. So yeah, I'd I say, can tell you that stuff sucks to work with. So yeah, I try to work with Oak if I'm working with pallet wood, just cause it's obviously stronger. Yep. But you know, finding oak pallets is never an easy task. Yeah. So a lot of the detail in that, those pieces I had to cut multiple times cause you would get down to the fine part and then it would just crack cause the wood's so crap. Ugh. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I haven't built anything even near that level, but like I have a computer desk I built out of pallet wood and a couple of planter boxes to cover my septic covers. And some of the shit, it's like, even if you pre-drill it, you put a screw through it or even a nail gun, it just shatters like glass. Exactly. It's such garbage. People will contact me about doing pallet stuff. And yep. pretty much at this point, I will say no. Yeah. In the reason of, I don't know if the wood's dry and it's going to warp. Yep. Or the reason of it cracking and breaking. I yeah. Mean, there's a time and place for that stuff. Yeah. It looks but, cool in the right element, but it, people got way too crazy with it. Exactly. Uh, and then you can buy like, I can go to Home Depot and buy like a perfect eight foot long section of shit wood. You know, it's <laughs> like you're overpaying for fake shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that one. Uh, it's it's <laughs> unbelievable. You me buying that? Yeah. You can't get a two by four for less than $10. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Now I ended up, that was one of my quarantine projects. I did a couple pallet walls in my guest room and man, it was brutal. And that was just like nail gunning shit to a wall. Like I can't imagine trying to build something, you know, extensive from it, but uh, yeah, that was a test yeah. of patience. Ugh, I bet. <laughs> I could tell you that one. Now, as far as the metal fab stuff, um, you know, obviously wood, you know, woodworking and furniture building, it, I can imagine that that's a little easier to wrap your head around, you know, with no previous experience. Do you have any background in like welding or metal fab or was this the same shit? Like you just kind of so, dove in. So the metal stuff came from kind of wanting to build cars, yep. you know, mess around. Um, specifically I wanted not going too far off topic, but I wanted to build suspension for a car that I couldn't find online at the time. Yep. So was that the Mercedes? That was the Mercedes. So I, I bought We're a allowed to talk about the cars. Right. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just not trying to veer off. Oh yeah, too, no, too much. But well, um, that's the whole purpose. We are the veer off. This is, is where purpose. everyone veers yeah. off. All right, yeah, perfect. So yeah, you can I go down the fucking yeah. rabbit hole, man. I'm in. <laughs> I, I bought a welder specifically to, you know, learn on that car and go from there. And then also at I think that was 2013 ish or so is when maybe 12 that I got the welder. It doesn't seem like yeah. you've had the car that, did you have that car that long ago? I think maybe 2013 or 2014 is when I got it. I, yep. I can't even remember off the top of my head. Well, yeah, that, and then my mom is like super into gardening. So yep. at the time she was, you know, down to throw in a little, she's like, all right, you just got to build me some garden art. So over the years, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, the yard has just gotten a little wild. That's awesome. And, you know, shout out to moms for we're always being supportive. Yeah, that's Those great. Random garden gnomes. Yeah, dude, <laughs> my yard's filled with crazy. No, I weird like that shit. Stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Now I wish I could remember the the name of the place. Um, there's a vendor that I have to go to for work sometimes, like out in like you know, kind of mid-state New York. And there's a dude that has this yard is just filled with just like 
bizarre shit welded together. And he has like all these signs, like art gallery, museum. And it's like, you can just like walk through his yard and just like pay this dude five bucks and look at all this weird garbage that he welded together. And it's so fucking awesome. Yeah, like it's, totally. What it's a business cool, model. It's the you coolest shit. Go out there and weld things together. And like, and have it's the most pay. like beautiful. It's up in the Catskills. Like it's this beautiful hilly yard and you know, not a house in sight. And this guy just has like, you know, like drive shafts welded to <laughs> shit. And it's, it's insane. He's got like a windmill made out of like spark plug things. And it, it, it's just so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It, I love that shit. Is that, is that kind of how you did your, the stuff in your yard? Is yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. My mom's like, you know, super into just old rusty junk, oh, you know, that's awesome. That's probably why I'm into rusty junk. <laughs> yep. My girlfriend's not into rusty junk. So, yeah. you know, future house is going to be quite the battle. Well, that's, at least you have yeah. a place to put your art. You can go to mom's house, you know, you just, yep. anytime you get creative, just bring it over there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a tough thing. Uh, you know, blending, blending styles with somebody. I get that. Cause I like my, uh, we probably have pretty similar taste in that stuff. Like I, as far as like, a f I'm not going to buy a floating shelf. Like I'm going to go buy like a dirty old shipping crate from an antique store and use that as a floating shelf. Exactly. And I'm probably going to put dead things on it. We got to get somebody that's into taxidermy on now, <laughs> mental note. I may have somebody. I'll, I'll All look right. into it. So yeah, you know, dead things and bones and rusty <laughs> old dirty wood stuff. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, my, my girlfriend, Cassie always jokes with me and says, Oh, you're, you're into these dirty boxes. <laughs> I got these dirty boxes all over my house. That's funny. My girlfriend's name is Cassie too. Is it really? It is. Oh no shit. That's funny. So they'd probably get along great yep. from uh, hearing what you're saying. They right seem now. to have the same idea yep. on dirty boxes. <laughs> no, Cassie's supportive of my dirty boxes. <laughs> She's totally fine with it. That's but, what uh, she says now. No, no, she is. She's actually purchased me some dirty boxes herself and things to put on the dirty boxes. So she's, she's, she's in. a keeper. She's all in, man. <laughs> but no, so that, that's cool that you have some influence from your mom um, as far as her aesthetic and her supporting your bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. She's probably number one of bad decision supporting. <laughs> that's good, man. You need somebody to back up your bad decisions. So like over in by me, there's a Harbor Freight and right next door, there's probably, I'd say it's late sixties or early seventies. It's a GMC with a flatbed dually and it just sits in this driveway. And every time I'm there, I'm like, need that damn truck. Yeah. Your and mom my, needs my, to buy that. My truck mom's like, why don't you go ask? And I'm like, I'm trying to slim down the herd mom. You know? uh, yeah. and she's like, but you're never going to know. And I'm like, yeah, they probably will sell it. And it's just going <laughs> to sit until the other projects, you know, Yep. I'm trying to be good about the car projects. No. All right. So fair enough. Um, Car projects are a weird thing. Like sometimes you just find stuff you just can't afford not to buy though. You know, this might be one of those things. Um, I'm sure it is, but I'm just like, <laughs> I've really been good about not buying cars. All right. It also seems like a large vehicle. Do you have the storage space for such a vehicle? I'll make the storage space. Yeah, there you go. Yep. You know, <laughs> that's not the problem. No, fair. Now, as far as the car projects, uh, your Mark three, what's the state of that right now? Is that um, up and running or you it is running? Um, I just went through hell and back with 
injection pump problems. Oh, so Jesus. yeah, simple, simple. Do you have a, is that a pump do set up on that it's, or it's a, it's a VE. Okay. So yeah, it's a, an AHU, same thing. Mark, Mark three motor. Yep. Um, but yeah, after fully, uh, maybe I don't want to say fully building it, but building it pretty extensively. You had it torn down pretty far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, two bare block out to the machine shop. Yep. Um, you know, they, they went through the whole thing, put rods in it, stock pistons. Um, um, what else? Yeah. They, they went through, they went through, uh, the bottom end and all of that, but, uh, getting it up and running, it's just been a long, long road. Like, so you haven't like really enjoyed it since, no, since doing all that? Absolutely not. <laughs> not one bit. I mean, the couple times that I've driven it. Yeah. Uh, definitely giant smile on my face. I can tell you that. It's and so it, hard to tell from like, you know, like I was telling Ryan, like we know each other, but like we haven't chatted extensively or anything like. Yeah. So over, so this engine I broke, I took out of the Cabrio in 2015. So, so this is the same engine you had in the black Cabrio. It is. Oh, okay. Okay. So okay. same engine, but See, then from an outside perspective, it's like, oh yeah, that thing's had a TDI forever and no, he probably no. drives it all the time and everything's great. <laughs> nah. So, yeah. uh, I started building that motor in 2015. And if I knew now, I probably would have never went down the rabbit hole of building <laughs> a motor to yep. this extent because of his so expensive. Yeah. And you know, whatever. But once I got to like 75% done, I was like, well, there's no turning back now. Yeah. I'm not going to be now. You can't stop uh, here. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. I see so many people out there, you know, just abandon ship it's and then insane the money people waste and then they'll go into another project and it seems like they just keep doing that cycle. Yep. Like, and you never you know, recoup the money no, selling never. a uh, half finished thing. Well, almost never. You Even know? when you do finish it, you're not going to recoup the money on a Volkswagen. Exactly. But. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, <laughs> unless you're Kevin McDougal, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> let's be real. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just been injection pump problem after problem pretty much. But, uh, Finally, had to pony up and get one rebuilt. Yep. Put you a, got the injection pump rebuilt. Put a okay. hefty dent in the the pocket after buying. So I bought one one used one. Yep. From, I don't know, someone in like Pennsylvania, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it works great." Yep. Came out of running car. Perfect. So that one, it, I mean, it worked. Ran yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. The worst saying ever. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Tail light uh, guarantee. Yep. <laughs> So that one, you know, it, it did work, but it didn't work to its full capabilities. So physically it, turning on and functioning properly are totally different. So yeah, I had, uh, this guy, Bill revolution motorsport. He's down by me. Yep. He came by and he tuned it and he woke it up a bunch. Um, but after reading some data, he was like, I don't think this pump is working correctly. Yep. So then you know, like us car people are like, oh, well, it's not working properly. We probably should just upgrade the turbo and you know, a bunch <laughs> yeah, of other exactly. parts also. Yeah. So pump's not working. I better buy a go. different set of wheels. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I bought uh, another pump yep. used. Yeah. For, well, that one I found at the junkyard. So it was only $20. That's good. But uh, put that one in, pissing fluid everywhere. 
Okay. And then I found a third one at the junkyard also somehow miraculously. And that one didn't leak, but it seemed to have an air. It had an air bound issue. So, you know, a seal probably was pulling in air. Yep. So the only way I could get it fired up was vacuuming the lines and then uh, it would, it would start. And then once you shut it off, you would need to vacuum all the air out of the lines again <laughs> every time. So he, I don't know much about diesels, but that sounds inefficient. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the guy, Bill, he was, he's like, probably should just, you know, get it rebuilt. Yeah. So I got it rebuilt recently and put it in and probably about two cranks fire it up. Nice. So he's actually supposed to be coming to my house on Friday or Saturday, possibly Yep. to, uh, hopefully tune it and maybe iron out the final last fueling problems. Nice. That'll be exciting then. Yes. No, that's awesome. Hopefully I'd love to see, you enjoy that thing right in time for winter. Exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it, it almost kind of works out because I don't know how the whole emissions thing is going to work right now. I'm sure I could, it would pass, but so in, I am in Connecticut. Do you have to pass emissions with a car that old? Uh, in two months, it'll be 25 years. All right. So Jackpot. yeah, I'm just gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna ride it out to 2021. Yep. It's going to be perfectly legal anyway, so it doesn't matter, but. So yeah, <laughs> just riding it out. Yeah. I mean, if it does run and drive good and then there's no snow on the ground and salt, you know. Enjoy it. I'm driving it. Yep. My neighbors to the left diagonally. They're probably not gonna be too happy. Yeah. I had uh neighbors can be like that. There's this guy on my street. Oh, this freaking guy. I call him the mayor because he just has to know what's going on fucking all the time. All the time. The worst. Hey, I saw you. Uh, I saw you had your shed open. What are you working on today? You know, it's just like that kind of dude. Uh, goats. Cause that's what's in the shed. Yeah. So um, now the other day I, I just, I just picked up a second car and um, I just gotten the exhaust on it. Um, you want to go double check that? Yeah. Uh, here, let me give you the keys. Um, so I got, a, I picked up a 20th from a buddy of mine and the exhaust is rotten off of it. Um, just from sitting, it has like pretty low mileage, but it just sat in the same place for years. So, um, shout out to Andy Dixon. He hooked me up and, and got a ton of stuff done on a timing belt. You know, you got, I got a three, uh, three inch exhaust from tectonics. He did that. So my neighbor, like two days ago, I'm driving to work. He flagged me down in the middle of the street and he was like, Hey, uh, is this a car you rebuilt a few months ago? I'm like, no, no, no this is a different one. Uh, you know, I just picked this up. Damn, oh, you, you should, were quick. Yeah. You should fix the muffler on this thing. And I'm like, oh, I hear you coming down the street every day. I'm like, oh no, I just did fix it. This is fixed, buddy. So no, I feel you there, but you know, just, you know, neighbors are neighbors. You're going to have to luckily the, the kid who moved in directly across from me, he's, I went to high school with him. Yep. He's into cars. That's and good. And then his wife is related to the person next door and he's into cars. Oh, so there's like, so the other not car neighbor must really love it. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's one diagonally across the street. She's just like super anal about everything. Yep. And then same deal with my other neighbors. Yep. Ne next to me. I mean, they're, they're all nice, Yeah, but they're just like, fuck your cars. Yeah. Any of them giving you shit about, you know, working out of your house with anything? The shop, nah, I mean, I try to be pretty respectful as far as you know, time and grinding really late, you yeah. know. That's so good. now that I have the LLC registered to the house, oh, that's good. I am very cautious about making noise too late, yeah. But there is no noise ordinance in my town, surprisingly. Huh. So 
I don't really know if they could do anything about it anyway. Yeah, probably not much they could do anyway. That's but, good. You know, I don't want to be starting issues. No. Nope. No sense in, in making a scene over nothing. Exactly. Um, as far as the dividing design stuff, is there like a particular thing? Obviously you like, you know, you don't like invoicing, but as far as like wood or metal or furniture, is there like a specific, uh, style or type of piece you like to do furniture versus, and then we should talk about the cutting boards. I know that's a big thing around holiday time. That's um, coming up. I would honestly prefer to do welding stuff. I just enjoy welding more than, you know, more than woodwork. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's a time and place for both. Yep. But as far as the metal stuff goes, it's kind of more streamlined as far as what the client wants. There's just like, all right, it's metal. But with the wood, people get really picky about, you know, they'll be like, all right, I want this type of wood. And then you get it. And they're like, well, like the pattern in it looks weird. Yeah. Well, I didn't grow the wood. <laughs> exactly. You know, metal. They want to select the grain. Exactly. And, yep. and metal just is, it's metal. You know, yep. you want it brushed, polished, you know, raw, you know, steel. A lot of people yeah. like that right now um, or powder coated. Wood gets very complicated. So. Sorry, Jack. Hold on one second. Let me give this to, uh, Trusty Ryan here, and we're gonna get this figured out. Um, trying to get some shawarma delivered. You know how important shawarma is to the revival motoring family. <laughs> when there's shawarma problems, there's problems for everybody. Right now, there's shawarma problems. Um, so that's just, I'm I'm honestly surprised at that that you're more into metal than wood because you see your page, and, and maybe just because I'm drawn to the wood stuff, it's so cool looking. Yeah, no, I mean. I think the wood pulls, there's just more detail, I guess. Yep. In especially what I've done and what has shown on my page. The yeah. wood obviously has more, more I, showy. I, I don't want to <laughs> say character, but I guess it kind of does. But yeah, I would yep. prefer to do more metal stuff. That's cool. But a lot of, a lot of my clients want, you know, they want a wooden top with a metal base. That's, that's the other thing that's so neat with what you do. You can combine those things. I mean, there's probably so many woodworkers that, can't make their own metal legs. And that's such right. a, a cool style right now. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do a, a couple of people locally will outsource and I will build them legs or, you know, yep. whatever they need metal wise, which is pretty rad. Yep. Well so you've networked like, with other woodworkers to get into that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's probably a lot, you know, and you can get like, uh, I know I was looking before you can get them online, but it's like, if you need to hold any substantial weight, they're not going to be, you know, it's, it's expensive shipping. Yeah, you know? exactly. Expensive shipping and you don't know what you're getting into as far as the quality of it. Totally. Um, so you mentioned Tribus before. Um, as far as the Tribus get together is concerned, how did you uh, get into doing that? Um, I think that was kind of came up through Dave and I at Bootsy Gear. Um, he wanted to do a meet and he actually did one at his place right now where he's working out of, um, that he's renting. And he did like an impromptu, you know, Wednesday night, little pizza get together and the landlord kind of chewed him Uh a new one. He he just had like a bunch of people show up and it wasn't cleared to the business or anything. Yeah. I mean, there's another business next door, but let's be real. There's nothing going on after hours. They're just, they're just, you know, 
trying to make a scene for no reason. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so we were like, all right, we want to do a meet, but where? Like if we do it in the town, we're going to need to get a permit if we want to like advertise it, whatever. And then I became, you know, close with the guys at Tribus. So I, you know, reached out to them and I was like, Hey, we want to do a car show. And they, they were on board. Um, obviously we both had no idea what was going to come of it Yep. from the first one, but, uh, we definitely pushed it pretty hard. And the first turnout was way larger than we had anticipated. Yeah. It looked you know? huge. So yeah, the first one, I think it started at like nine 30 or something and we got there at nine and there's already like the lower lot where we planned to put like all of our like closer friends, yeah. you know, in specific cars. Yep. Yeah. A lot was like full. Oof. So we were like, all right, well that's a good problem, I guess. Yeah. So then the second one came along and that one, we definitely had a better layout. We knew there was most likely going to be a, Pretty good turnout. Um, yeah, and it was like, what was it, like a hundred, a couple hundred cars? Uh, I don't know how many. Uh, we filled a lot immediately. Yeah. Um, You know, when Chuck and I think Corey rolled Yeah, down, Chuck and Corey came the last time. Yeah, they, they rolled in and like we were trying to save spots for them. And then, you know, we ended up making something happen. But by that yeah. time, I was backing people out into the road. Like, oh man, uh, there's no more room. Sorry. So... I hope 2021 we can get another one, you know, yeah, going. I hope so. I want to check one out. I mean, that's like two of my favorite things combined. I mean, there should be way more craft beer get-togethers than there are, but apparently not. So yeah, if uh 2021 works out, um yep. we will hopefully be doing another one at Tribus. Yep. And then Dave is also working on his new building that he just bought, which is about a mile down the road. Okay. And he's got a pretty decent sized lot. So, yep. you know, that would be a, a cool little like after, after Tribus yeah. place to go hang out and check out his new, new location. Nice. So, yeah. Oh, that's uh, cool. Just hope all this COVID stuff, you know, works its way out and yeah, we can kind of get back to, I don't know if there's a normal anymore, but you know, the, normal, the, the, normal. Old, the, yep. the, the old ish ways. Yep. Of hanging out. Exactly. Hopefully, uh, you know, everybody can be a little more careful and we can move on, uh, with our lives. I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see with that. Uh, but you know, I think it's looking that way. So as far as, uh, your projects beyond, um, you know, your business, you started posting some stuff about your Mercedes again. What's going on there? Oh God. Where do we begin? Um, all right. So it's always been, I bagged the car in like 2014. That was where I basically started learning to weld. Yep. Um, built the brackets, whatever for that stuff. It was bagged and it was, now cool. is it like, what's the suspension on that? Like in the rear, is it a separate, uh, so, spring yeah. and strut? Yep. Okay. So obviously take spring out, put the bag in and then do like was, a cut bracket type of thing or. Yep. So I just like, I think I plated the rear control arms, you know, and made a little like sleeve for the top to mount in. Yep. I can't even remember how it went at this point. Um, well, yeah, I had issues with the engine. I ended up, it just stopped pretty much working. So I ended up taking it apart in the That's piston. an issue. Uh, the <laughs> big issue. The <laughs> engine or the piston started like wanted to be friends with the wall. Ooh. So got rid of that. And then I always wanted to, you know, build something more than just suspension. So yeah. over the years I've been 
just collecting parts and parts and parts and parts. Yep. Um, originally it was going to be an LS with a bunch of E36 stuff. So rear That's subframe, cool. um, front suspension, that type of deal. Then I realized some of that wasn't going to work out. The front suspension really couldn't work out because by the time I had cut the floors out of the car yep. and try to body drop the car, the front suspension would be the mounts would be about a foot above the fender. Oh yeah. That's not going to so work. So I had to go, you know, planning a different route. Yeah. So, E36 suspension stuff is, it, it is strange. Josh from revival has an E36. And uh, when you see the hood pop, the, the way the front suspension mounts is, is really high. Totally. Um, the reason I went with E36 stuff is actually the rear track width is exactly to what um, that specific oh, no Mercedes. Now what's the, was. what's the model of that Mercedes? It's a, it's a 72. It's a, a 114, okay. 115. Um, so yeah, that's why I picked up an E36 and was going to use yep. that for the rear. Um, then after tearing the car down and kind of laying things out, I didn't like the way those rear trailing arms mount. And yep. with the car being body dropped, the rear mount would pretty much be like, in the middle of the rear seat. Ugh. Not that I'm going to put rear seats back in the car. Yeah, but you, but you don't have just, to fabricate all the stuff to yeah, hide it. So, so yeah, I ditched that. I also ditched the LS. Um, and I am now going to be running an OM606 out of a 98 E300. Yep. So back to the diesel life. Hmm. Fair um, enough. The rest of the car will be pretty much all... American, so it'll be running Mustang Two Pinto style front suspension. Yep, with uh, you know, the knuckles and calipers and all that stuff. That's um, cool. Custom bag setup in the front and then the rear. I picked up a 2016 Mustang rear end, which I'm yep. narrowing about 14 inches. Whoa! So I just want to keep the car independent rear. I want to have it kind of follow the the original independent rear. Yep. So I didn't go with like a solid nine inch. Um, yeah, that's the look you want. Totally would have been yeah. the way easier route now that I'm, you know, halfway into redesigning this. But yeah, that is entirely the route I want. I just want it to look stock from, you know, the outside as far as no over fenders or any of that yeah. bullshit. No. And you're leaving, is it going to stay on air ride or you're going to put coilovers it, in it? It will be on air. Yep. Um, I sold the air out of my Mark 6 GLI, kept yep. all the management. Obviously sold the bags, that yep. stuff. So I'll be running some airlift with just pretty much custom struts. That's cool. Um, yeah, look forward to picking that stuff up from bag riders pretty soon. Yep. Big shot to those guys. They yep. are the best. Yeah, they are the dudes for that. Now, I uh, can't can't say anything bad about them. I got to go visit them again soon. For uh, sure. Josh and I just went up to to shoot. Um in issue six, we have uh, John Hall's wagon. Oh yeah, sick. Um, he is the best. Yeah, it's he's such a good dude. It's one of my favorite cars too. Like it's so, um, you know, it, it looks so stock and and simple. Exactly. But that's so that's, much. To I think it. that's why I love his build so much. It follows exactly what I love about you know big projects. Keeping, yeah, keeping something very factory looking from the outside. Um, not changing body lines and any, anything. And I mean, obviously he did some, you know, body work and yeah. putting the wide rear and, you know, but, but it doesn't look out of place. Like the not. car, it literally looks like, um, it, it, it literally looks like if, if they made a, a wide body wagon, exactly. To someone like, even for me, like 
I'm not into Subarus. So unless it's 22B. Yeah. Well, I don't even see, I'm not even (laughs) into Subarus. I don't even know what the fuck that means, you know? But the the late nineties, you don't see that every day, but uh, it's, it's one of those things that it's, it's just so cool that he did all that work and it looks like it's supposed to be there. Um, and the engine bay is unbelievable too. And that's an ugly engine to make look good. Yeah. He, uh, he killed that build. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a good dude. I was, as soon as Josh said he wanted to do an all wagon issue, that was like the first car that came to mind. Um, so I'm glad we were able to make that happen. Um, as far as, uh, the other thing that's cool is you're going to make some power on that car and it's still going to have air ride. That's exciting for me because I hate that argument. (laughs) You know, it's like, yeah, like if you drive the car way too low, like an idiot, it's going to ride like shit. But you know, if it's properly adjusted and you know, you're not tucking tire while you're making 600 horsepower, it's going to be fine. We'll eat tire like the rear. So since I've, the only thing I hate about the W114 like chassis when it's bagged is the floor does not allow the rocker to sit obviously to the ground. So there's about two and a half to three inches. I haven't measured, but it's probably close to there Yep. that the floor is sitting on the ground and then the rocker is so much higher. And that's always bugged me even when I had the car bagged previously, but there's nothing you can do. Even if you body drop it, it's like not a fixable problem. So now that I've cut the floor out, it's lowered the car almost, you know, two and a half, three inches. Yep. And I put some 17s under there just to see, you know, I'm not going to be running that wheel, but yeah, eats the rear wheel and the front for that matter. That's good. You will never see it without it tucking wheels. Perfect. Even at ride height. All right. Ever. Well, you'll be able to turn. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the the car's entire, I probably won't have front like wheel wells put back in there. Yeah. It'll just be like some hot rod. That's cool. Style stuff. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that yeah, right the, up my uh, alley. The CNC plasma tables played a huge part already in making just small bracketry and oh yeah things, you know, very... Oh, just big. to get the engine in there, that must be a huge help. I haven't got that far, but yep. just making the stuff for the rear end, the brackets and tabs to hold the diff into place with the new control arms and all that stuff, it's been major help. As far as shortening the rear end, is that something you're able to do kind of in-house with, with the stuff you have, or did you have to yeah. send some of that out? No. Um, the only thing that I'll end up having to send out is obviously to get the drive shaft, you know, like yep. totally done. And then the rear axle is now going to be so short. Like, yeah. You said how much are you shortening it? So it really needs to be about 10 and a half to match to a factory, like track width of, what the car originally was. Yep. But I want to be able to stuff some wide wheels back there. Okay. So I'm not trying to go for more like a stretched look, more like, you know. Yeah, you want some meat. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I want to be able to put some large, large wheels back there. That's cool. Kind of like a old American hot rod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deal, but still German. I don't know. I like it. It's a good fusion. Yep. No, that's so, cool. Oh yeah. It's uh, so I'm, it'll be just about 14 inches, inches narrowed, seven inch per side. Wow. Um, you have like four inch axles on each side. Jesus. It'll be about like eight or nine inches probably. Wow. They're really short. That's not short as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Well, uh, as far as, uh, our next thing here, we've got some questions. Uh Oh, I haven't read most of these yet. So, I don't know how ridiculous they are. Buckle up. Yeah. 
Strap it in. Where are you, yep. TDs? Let's see what you got. Exactly. <laughs> First question from TDs. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Um, TDs asked, do you watch any woodworking YouTubers, i.e. Nick Zametti? Uh, no, don't really watch YouTube that often, to be entirely honest. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, I mean, if I'm looking for a specific thing, then I'll like dive into the the black hole of like trying yeah, to figure looking out for a DIY video for exactly. For. But like, I don't, I'm not like crazy into following anything YouTube related. I just never, I don't know. You I and like, I are the same that way. Like I, people talk about like watching series things on YouTube and I, I haven't gone down that road I, at all. I, I just, I don't know. And not that I don't have time for it. I just, like, I guess I can't really even like skateboarding. I, if it's like after like four or five minutes, yep. I'm like, all right something else like even if YouTube, it's really really good yeah i still veer off track like I mean, the youtube it, that i watch is like a diy on how to change like the plunger in my toilet tank <laughs> you know it's like I'm, I'm not watching youtube for entertainment generally window regulator in my old audi yeah. wagon oh yeah my that too god what yep. a nightmare oh yeah no i watched a lot of youtube on how to pull the the center console out of my mark four recently because i'd never had that all the way out that's honestly probably what i use youtube the most for is trying to figure out something. So I don't have yeah. to, you know, sit where there have I gone wrong here? <laughs> Let's sit, see yeah, exactly. 10, <laughs> 10 times longer yeah. than it really should. Be. Exactly. Yep. All right. Next we've got, uh, uh, Jesse Mark two shout out to Jesse. Uh, Hey Zach, <laughs> uh, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> Seems like uh, a personal question. I know dude. <laughs> oh, Digging man. deep here. Yeah. yeah. I became that way since I met you at that <laughs> sketchy, ECU transaction. That's a fair answer. <laughs> fair enough. 2012 or something. No, we're not going to ask the details of that transaction. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, it's a family podcast. From uh, Kyle Belcher, K.R. Belch. Zach, what is your favorite subject to shoot besides cars? Uh, probably family portraits, to be entirely honest. Okay. Um, you can, you know, connect with the client. As far as like a wedding, there's just so much going on, you know. As it shouldn't be a stressful day. Yeah. A lot of, you know, people there are stressed out. You know, even if there are the bridegroom, there's a lot going on. Yeah. So like family portraits is just calm. Definitely interact with one of each other, you know. And people aren't as high strong as they are with wedding pictures. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely not. So yeah, I, I, I totally enjoy shooting family portraits, just kind of like getting to know each other. That's cool. I have and to imagine build, most build. family portraits have like little kids running around doing funny things. For, and, yeah. For the most part. I mean, yeah. And that's entertaining in its own right. Totally. I mean, it's, uh, kids are, they, uh, they prove the parents that, uh, <laughs> they are a big challenge yep. to sit still. Yeah. Just smile. Uh, no, just going to do everything but smile. Yeah. Funny, they go they, down that road. Beagles trying to make beagles sit still is tough. They, you know, with kids, they'll have one, like my clients will have one. They're like, oh, this is no problem. And then they have two and yep. forget it. And anything after two is like, good luck. They're like, oh, it's just oh, we crisis don't, management at like, that point. We don't even care if they're all looking. If one's looking, we're happy. Like if, it, if, if their arms in the frame, we're in. <laughs> By accident, yeah. one happens to put an eye in. The, <laughs> that's yeah, it. Exactly. That's the Christmas card this year. You have, you have a dog, right? I have two. Two dogs. Okay. What flavor dogs you got? Labor dogs. I got a, a Dutch shepherd. Okay. And we think he's an Australian cattle dog. Oh, I love um, those. I've been looking at those lately. An Australian Kelpie. He is like 
so hyper. Yep. Oh, oh my lord. Too so, hyper. Like 6 a.m. Okay. pouncing on the other dog and she's <laughs> a year older and wow. she's still not fixed. So when she's about to go in heat right now, yep. she is the biggest bitch. Like this is the cattle dog potentially. No, no, this is the other dog. Dutch Shepherd. Okay. So she so gets she, pissed when the cattle dog's jumping on her. Yeah. Yep. Like, oh man. Yeah. So the cattle dogs get a lot of energy. All, all day. Right. So all day long. <sighs> That's kind of a bummer. Like I, I really dig those dogs. Like I love those. I've been looking I, at them like crazy on like pet finder and stuff right now. And uh, I have two beagles now. And, um, and we were looking at those and Australian shepherds and the, the catalogs are so neat looking though. That those and Australian shepherds are very high energy dogs. Yeah. Like, like the herder mentality. I mean, basically once Brooklyn's like, she's the Dutch shepherd and yep. she's already like the old lady. Like she doesn't yeah. want to get out of bed, and do, but once she's up, like they'll play all day. You can let them yeah. out and they're just like terrorizing each other in the yard for hours. Yeah. Focused yeah. energy. I don't think would be a problem. Like I have two beagles of the same age and they're like polar opposites. Like my female beagle is like what people think a beagle is like. She barks at everything and she's like bananas bouncing off the wall. totally food motivated. Um, she like can't control her body. Like that's the best way that, that my, my girlfriend Cassie describes it. It's like, she has no control over her body movements. She's just like flailing like a fish all the time. She's so excited. And then my male beagle is just like super chill. He just wants to like sit next to you and do nothing all day. It's awesome. But yeah, dogs are, dogs are pretty crazy. Now, do you, do you, you don't do like pet portraits or anything really, right? You've done uh, a little I mean, bit some, you're on your own. Yeah. But. Some people will be like, Hey, can we bring the dog along? I'm like, it's awesome. I love yeah. animals, you know? But yeah, for the most part, just people. Yep. Yeah. Ugh, taking pictures of dogs, man. So hard. <laughs> Get that more tilty head thing and two kids or a dog. Yeah, <laughs> probably. It's probably a toss up depending on yeah everything. how well how well the person trained. <laughs> either or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, either or, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. How many treats they gave? Shout the out kid. to the parents doing a good job. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to the fat children who listen. All right, so uh, we're gonna move on to a new segment we have here. This is new this week. Um, it's the German Blake Question Corner. Uh, Since the boys at Revival refused to answer his questions, we thought he'd give him a platform here. Yeah, Ryan, why don't you read Blake's question? All right, let's see what we got here. There's his question there. All right, see. Long time listener. Long time first time. Thank you. First time questioner. Will Zach do a Holoquin epoxy live edge table? Uh, That seems like a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of coloring going on in there. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot of forms. Well, Blake... That was a huge failure. <laughs> <laughs> we need a want, want, want button. Yeah, well, I didn't set that one up yet. Um, I mean, if you want to buy one, I'll totally do one. He's going to make it just for you. No job refused. <laughs> nope, definitely not. Um, the other thing that we're going to be doing is a segment, What Are You Into? Um, you know, basically Ryan and I and pretty much anyone who else we have on the show are, are kind of into a lot of different things. So, and I have a really short attention span, so I'm onto it like a different thing every day. Uh, so let's just talk about like what we're into like this week. Uh, so we can start with Zach, our guest today. Like, what are you working on? Like what, what's, what's your head wrapped around like this week today? Above you know? and beyond work or yeah. you're just personally, I mean, whatever. Honestly, if I'm not working 
you know, doing contracted jobs, I'm pretty much tinkering on either or car. Yeah. And you said yeah. you got your buddy hopefully coming this weekend to tune it. So that's, that's so, yeah. Cool. I mean that it's obviously everybody's probably normal life is flipped upside down right now. Yep. So like more homebound than normal still. Um, but yeah, a big goal for next year is to kind of get the Mercedes to maybe a rolling chassis, you know, that type of deal. That's good. That doesn't seem uh, overconfident or anything that's realistic. No, I mean, at this point with the tooling that I have, I think it's a totally doable, you know, yeah. doable thing. Just kind of prioritizing yep. your time. Well, yeah, as far as other things, I mean, just really work right now. I'm trying to really ramp up for the holidays, which I can't even believe we're here and saying that. Uh, I know. Um, well, yeah, year on record, especially when it was like 75 <laughs> degrees out <I> know. <laughs> two days ago. Yeah. Um, today even really. So yeah, I'm just trying to plan ahead this year a little bit more for, you know, some cut, like a bunch of cutting boards early in the year. I bought a ton of exotic wood from a local supplier. Okay. And just trying to make some unique looking stuff this year. Now, as far as uh, the cutting boards and coasters, or if people want to reach out to you for a custom project, what's the best place they can find you at? Um, they can reach out on the Instagram, dividing.designs or email, dividingdesigns at gmail. Cool. We'll put that in the show notes too. Uh, do you have like, as far as the cutting boards, is that like a standard thing? People can just go on and select one and buy, or are those all, so you this know, year, contact you? Yeah, I'm, this year them. I'm going to put them all on an Etsy page. Perfect. Um. Last year, I kind of just sold the majority of them through Instagram and yep. surprisingly enough, it worked out where people didn't want one that was already sold in the photo, which, That's good. you know, totally could get very confusing. Yeah. So I'm just going to try to skip all of that confusion and just put them all on Etsy and, you know. Yeah. Have individual pictures. Yeah. If there's a couple of them, I'll, I've been making, you know, there's like two or three of the same board. Yep. Um, but for the most part, they're all completely different. That's cool. All right. So we'll keep an eye for that. Like I said, we'll put the uh, Instagram page um, and your contact in the show notes. So if anyone wants to uh, get anything for Christmas gifts, we're going to post a picture up of uh, the cutting board, the topics under the stairs, cutting board that he brought us and the coasters, uh, some really rad stuff. So thanks again coasters for that. Awesome. You're welcome. That was such, such a cool, such a cool gift. Um, you know, beyond that. Uh, John, what are you into this week? Uh well, what am I into this week? I'm into all sorts of shit. So it was like 75 degrees out this weekend. So I went kayaking and it was awesome. November kayaking. Yeah. November kayaking. <laughs> like we were, you know, shoveling the driveway a week ago. Exactly. And then Typical on, New England. Yeah. And then on Saturday we were kayaking. I was kayaking shirtless to the beach. <laughs> the best you know? part is people around here are surprised. <laughs> like it doesn't happen every yeah, year. Yeah, it does like happen this. a lot. But yeah, no, I think we, we kayaked this weekend. It was great. Um, I've been trying to get some time in with, with my, my cars, uh, you know, while it's nice out, um, trying to, trying to get some road time on, on the Mark two, uh, you know, before I put that away for the winter, kind of gearing up to do my winter projects on that. Uh, shout out to Toby. Um, you know, we've been chatting about the things I need to buy for winter projects. I need to find a manual steering rack. I need to find a non-AC heater box. These are things that Toby says I need to find. Heater box? We need a heater box. No, no, no. So I need a non-AC heater box so I can get those cool, like, uh, deeper pockets instead of the ugly US knee bar. Gotcha. 
So that's kind of what I'm into this week. Looking for that shit. Mark two nerd stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mark two nerd stuff. I'm into Mark two nerd stuff. I was into Mark twos when they were new. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's old Ryan. That's man. right. That's the deal. Uh, I cleaned my gutters this weekend. That was pretty good. I like, I like getting that done. Check that off the list. No joke. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to my girlfriend, Cassie for holding the ladder. So I didn't die and climbing up on the oh, sketchy I, parts of the I, roof I'm that I was afraid yours, to uh, actually holds the ladder. I'll be like trimming a tree or something. I'm like, Gas, uh, hold the ladder. I literally look back down and I'm like 30 feet in the air and she's just looking on her phone, not holding it all. Oh, 30 feet like, in the air. See, like, when I get to the tall, sketchy side of my house, Cassie went up the ladder. <laughs> I'm super afraid of heights. You guys may need so. to trade Cassie's once a weekend. <laughs> you're not afraid of heights. You're just afraid of falling. You're right. You're right. That's, that's true. You know? Yeah. No, yeah, it's uh, not the drop. It's the stop at the bottom. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> See? What about you, Ryan? What are you into this week? Uh, this weekend, I'm into finishing my second floor storage area in nice. the barn. Uh, a lot of woodwork, a lot of framing and just nonsense. Keep thinking it's done and it's not even close to done. So, Are you, are you buying new two by fours? Unfortunately, um, yes. Oh, this is a very uh, expensive project. It is not cheap. Um, <laughs> my wife would tell you the cut funding was cut off a year ago, but you know. <laughs> We sneak things in here and yeah. There. What's your what's your Instagram page? People should check this thing out. It's it's, it's a really cool garage setup. It is VW Hathaway thirteen. Yeah, it's it's a rad setup. I mean, it's like a full on like mezzanine. It's, it's it's dope. It's one of those lifelong projects slash dreams that yep. was realized a few years ago, and then get it done. Yep. Yep. So sure. we built a barn in the backyard, and last year, uh, well, I had bought the stuff a couple of years back, but last year I had some friends come over, and we got it up there, and. Shout out to a lot of, a lot of cool people out there that helped me put that up. Yeah. If you're into them. air cooled stuff, you got You got to go check out Ryan's page. He's got some rad stuff on there. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It was a, it was a journey, but we're getting there. We're, we're ace progress we're, is progress. It's That's it, right. You know? So I think that about wraps it up for today. Um, Zach, you got anything else you want to plug or anything while you're here? Um, just my, uh, my usual, Crew who supports very heavily, Tribus Beer Co., Bootsy Gear, Bar Three Thirty Three. Um, those are those are the people helping me out every day, trying to grow my business to where it is. That's awesome, man. Yeah, if you ever get you know new stuff you want to get out there, you know, reach out whenever. I appreciate you being one of the first guests, and it was great to have you on. And I know you had a bit of a drive coming up here, so yeah, no worries. Thanks again for the gifts. It was a, uh, it was the a good time. So rad. You guys, you yeah, gotta get some is, coasters like this. It's no joke. Yeah, Appreciate it, it, guys. it is dope. So please go check out dividing dot designs on Instagram. Uh, check out some of Zach's products. Uh, get some good Christmas gifts. None of that particle board. Ikea plenty bullshit. Of, plenty of time to get it in before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We got so, time. Absolutely. And look forward to, uh, look out on the site for, Probably about 50 plus cutting boards. Yeah. And like Zach said, we're going to, there's going to be an Etsy page so you can see exactly what you're getting. Um, and uh, we'll be sure to post Zach's info in the show notes and uh, on our Instagram page with pictures of our custom topics under the stairs cutting board uh, coming up as well. Uh, coming up soon, uh, we have a few good episodes lined up. We're going to be talking to a chef. We're going to be talking to uh, a chef that is into cool vinyl toys. We're going to be talking to a person that has a cool car. These might all be the same person. <laughs> we'll find out. 
We're going to so find shows packed yeah. into one. We're going to get all these answers and more on the next episode. Uh, we're also going to be talking about ghosts. I didn't even talk to you about this one yet, Ron. Oh boy. Spooky seasons. But yeah. Past. Spooky no, season. There's no such thing as spooky seasons past. <laughs> I think 2020 has been the yeah. spooky year. So if we, yeah. we got to the uh, end you, at least. You got a point. When you yeah. come on to topics under the stairs, we get spooky whenever, we have to see wherever. what's under the stairs. Is that the. Yeah, no, it's. it's is that good. what we're going yeah. for? We'll reveal. It's all, it's all happening. <laughs> so thanks again, uh, Zach, for coming out today. Uh, Ryan, uh, for hanging out and. You know, Problem. don't forget the toy drive, getting the food for the, from the door. <laughs> oh, I, I give a little shout out to the toy drive yep. earlier, but once again, uh, the ocean state dubs KD designs toy drive is going to be November 22nd at uh one Oh one Dexter road, East Providence. It's going to be a drive by toy drive, drop the toys off, wear your mask. Don't walk near anybody. <laughs> Do the right thing All for the, the kids. Proper etiquette and beat it, beat it, beat it. But thanks again, everybody. Um, thanks, Revival. Thanks to Revival Motoring, Revival Motoring Big Network. Show. You can check out the show's Instagram page at Topics Under the Stairs on Instagram. Check out Revival Motoring's website and Revival Motoring on Instagram. Um, I'm at John Stairs. Once again, we've got at VW Hathaway 13 and Dividing Dot Designs. Thanks again, everybody. Have a good night. Later. Good night.